Hey, uh, good morning everyone and welcome to the 15th episode of the Experience Talk podcast. And today we'll be talking about something a little different, uh, like how can you drive your CX strategy using OKR and PMO. I'm Tanuj Devan uh, with my dear friend NK as usual. And today we have a CX influencer and entrepreneur, a keynote speaker and a trainer from Asia. Uh, his name is Karsten Lee. Hey Karsten, welcome to our podcast. How are you doing today? Hi, Tanish. Hi, NK. Thank you for inviting me. I'm fine. Thank you. You're doing good. So, Kasten, before we begin uh, about the discussion about the topics of OKR, CX strategy, I would love to know a little bit about yourself. Okay, can you please tell us with that with the audience? Yeah, my name is Karsten Ley from Asia PMO. I'm originally from Germany. I live since almost 10 years in Vietnam. Uh, before I also had some stints uh, in the UK and Mexico. But seriously, my career started in Germany back in Citibank and Deloitte Consulting, more as a project manager and as coordinator in finance and banking. And then I mm -hmm. came to Vietnam and I worked for uh, Home Credit, a finance company, a lot of people maybe know in Southeast Asia, as a general project manager. And then because I did a lot of operations project, I came across the new CX customer experience project and they gave it to me. So I was then named CX manager and I was the lucky guy who changed his <laughs> career from project manager to CX manager, building up CX in home credit Vietnam. Okay. And I did that for around one year mm -hmm. and then a startup. And it was very exciting for me because I never worked for startup. I also worked for banking and finance. A startup, Lazada, part of Alibaba group, came right. along and honestly snatched me with a very good offer <laughs> to be VPCX Lazada Vietnam. And it was a uh -huh. really nice career change. So I got from PMO into CX, thanks to Home Credit. Then right. for, thanks to Lazada, I got in the e-commerce retail startup world. Yeah. Okay. And I was two years uh, VPCX for Lazada. It's also the change when Alibaba a lot of cultural changes, a lot of transformation going on. And I also came in touch with the OKR topic this time, and I will tell it later. Okay. And then after Lazada, uh, me and my partner, we founded Asia PMO as a consulting company for customer experience, project, agile implementation in Singapore and Vietnam. Awesome. That, that's really nice to hear. And one word I specifically loved, Karsten, you you came from project management to customer experience and you you named customer experience also as a project customer experience project why would you say so because actually a lot of companies started as a project right right um and also when when we do consulting with companies because they are not sure yet if they want to add put customer experience as a strategic initiative Okay. I mean, if you put it as a strategic initiative, then it should go one, two, three years, and you have to make change management behind. Right? Right. Get your company customer-centric level on each level, front-end, back-end. Yeah? Mm -hmm. If you say, I'm not sure if customer experience works for our company, why mm -hmm. don't you do it as a three, three to six months limited project with right. some units, maybe some front-end operation units, and we look 
at the feedback of the customer, see what we can improve. And if that could be a driver for your success or your, for, for your sales, let's say in a three to six months. And also right. if, you're, if your company is ready for that from a mentality and change management perspective, right? right. Then if in the three to six months we are at least successful, let's say with one product, with one unit, yeah, to improve something, then you make a decision to put it as a strategic driver. Okay, so it's like you first find something that this is for you, and then you start implementing the whole strategy part. So just doing a yes. little small actions which drive some kind of value so that uh, yes. you can show it to people across the organization that this will be valuable if we keep on going uh, around this route, is it? And that's very important, you know, a lot of people, I mean, CX, Customer experience, similar like also project management, PMO. Whenever you do something more central, you take away power, especially from the middle management. Right. They don't like it because some, suddenly there's a central department in customer experience, which looks end-to-end -end customer journey, collects the feedback, and is running around in the, in the, in the company and saying, hey, the, the app, there's some, some stuff which is not very well. Um, on the delivery, there's something not going well. Operations is not going well. And people don't like that. I mean, before <laughs> they had their own little kingdom as departments had NST. Right. And then somebody centrally empowered, ideally by the CEO, is mm -hmm. running around and telling them not what they think, what the customer thinks, but it's still, you know. And in order to, to sell that, you have to make um, a success case first. That's what right. I try to say. So if one business unit, let's say you have one product, yeah, um, and you say on this product, we listen to the customer, we implemented this and this stuff, it doesn't cost so much money, and we sold more after three months. That's what team leaders want to see, right? CX right. at the end, top levels is about what can I get out of it money-wise, uh -huh. right? Right, right. So you have to prove that. And you need around three to six months to prove it. And if you have one uh, successful business case, then the change management is easier. I think this is a very excellent point. So like, I, I, I would relate this to product management as well, or when a startup gets found, you first create an MVP, right? To show value to your customer. Now, the, the things that you mentioned, so for customer experience, you create a small MVP to show value to the whole organization so that they can bring that up and the change can be easy. Other, other than that, you hire a CX leader who comes around and just pointing it out to everyone that you're doing this wrong, you're doing that wrong, you're doing that wrong. And otherwise just create, like have one department, a small department, uh, accept this as a part of a project and then build a case study and build it around the company. This is excellent I mean, stuff. Just Kastner. to be clear, yeah. Just to be clear on the change, of course, the CX leader at the beginning is perceived as somebody who's pointing around arrows. I had that <laughs> role two times in Home Credit and in Lazada. <laughs> and you are not the most popular person at the beginning when you take over the job. I mean, also. Yeah? But you have to make people understand that with your CX team, yeah, with the project managers you have in the CX team, with your analysts you have in the CX team, with the the power that you can help them on research, you're creating a win-win, right? right? We help you as the X team to focus groups for you, to do surveys for you, to understand mm. the customer better. 
to help you to negotiate with other department when you need something from them. It's the same on PMO. PMO right. is not only a project control um, unit. It's also, hey, I have a project and the sales guy is blocking me. The ops guy is blocking me. And as a PMO, you normally can help them to get these, yeah. these blockages away, like what you call a product management impedance, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love this. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, Kasten. So let's, uh, let's jump to the topic that how you... Uh, make this project management actually or the cex part of it actionable right so uh, of going towards that i i before we start i just have a simple question that you can answer easily what is okr so okr is a, actually a planning and management tool which is called objective and key results so the name already indicates it has two parts objective and key results and it was it's around for 20 years started by intel google so it was very right. IT related, like mm -hmm. agile in generally. So we, we call it like, like the agile planning method, right? Internally. Um, and now and more and more because of COVID for sure, because it's a three months planning cycle. So even right. a lot of traditional companies, I mean, we had, we had a request from Unilever on OKRs, for example. Right? Wow. <laughs> Unilever doesn't strike you like a company who has a three-month planning cycle, but they are changing <laughs> their teams to it because in a COVID world, it's it's tough to plan to plan like KPI, KPI numbers ahead for one year and right. keep them as a as a as the target out if the world mm -hmm. can break down or markets can change within one month drastically. Yeah? <laughs> Absolutely. So OKR is like a, it's it's like a three month planning thing. Like we 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 do OKRs like you mentioned, but we have done mostly in the product teams. That's where OKRs have been used, and slowly and they, we are blending them into the marketing team as well. And I I agree with you. The the good thing about OKR is like it's agile. And if I talk about uh, a KPI, like you mentioned, if we do it for an year, uh, it's not agile because anything can happen. Like COVID showed us that, right? So, so you 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 mean to say that the OKR can be involved around the teams, right? Everywhere inside the company. Yeah, what, what we actually advise, and I mean, a lot of companies do exactly what you do. They start in a team. Yeah, and similar right. to what we said to CX, if you are not sure about OKRs, start in a team, especially the most agile team, and make a success case out of it. But ideally, an OKR implementation starts on company level because you define mm -hmm. three to five company objectives per right. quarter. Mm -hmm. And then you, you, you build for the teams or for projects sub-objectives. Right. So even big companies come to us and we are like, oh, the last three months, every team did their own OKR. Right. Which is nice for a practice, but it's not the spirit of OKRs. Mm -hmm. Because the OKRs should align and point to one OKR set on top. So you cannot just start bottom up, do your own OKRs. Got because then point. you marketing works towards more, more, more customers, sales works towards different objective, you know? So we need, I understand. if yeah. we want to roll out it for the whole time, we first have to define company OKRs, mm. then you create for the teams or for the department subsets of them. Okay, got it. So, uh, like like you mentioned before as well, like we we can start the OKR with a smaller team, and if it 
is becoming successful, we show a case study and then we try to build a company-wise OKR and then the team OKR are just subsets of those OKRs, right? And subsets doesn't mean, it's not like KPI that you just do what they want on top. Right. It also means that they, they can have ideas, but the ideas should go under the strategic alignment. Yeah. So on company OKRs, we normally, we got them from the strategy, mission, vision. Sometimes right. we help a lot of startups even to help them. What is mission, vision and strategy, right? right. <laughs> to have a little bit of or what they call North Star, you know, that they have a North Star for the next two or three years where right. they want to go to. Yeah. And then out of that, we build three months company objectives. And what we do in very agile company, we, we send these company objectives to everybody as an anonymous survey and let them comment on it. So it's not really top down. So it's a top down proposal with yeah. bottom up input or more ideas. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's an excellent point. And uh, how would you like, now you mentioned the key results are generally similar to KPIs, but what, what would be the difference between a complete OKR and a KPI, Karsten? Okay, so a KPI is very one-dimensional and directly measurable, mm -hmm. right? So OKR objectives don't have to be measurable. They can be more inspiring, which right. also helps on the employee experience, right? When right. Think about, right. Think about, um, SpaceX and Tesla bringing people to the Mars, electrifying the world. That sounds cool. It sounds cooler than making $10 billion and everybody has that or being the best and being number one. It's always the same. Yeah. So that's very inspiring. So you can make it as an objective. Uh -huh. But then the key result is separated as measurable part. And huh. we often, we often use previous company KPIs as key results. I mean, some companies, they come from KPIs to OKRs. So in right. sales, of course, you use the sales KPIs directly as key result. Right. You cannot make them more inspiring. I mean, a sales number is a sales number. <laughs> I mean, you can put it in pink, maybe it's more inspiring, but you cannot make it better in English. Yeah? <laughs> Sorry. And I don't know if all my OKRs colleague um, um, agree with that but for me in sales i still call them kpis but you can also say krs if it makes you feel better <laughs> no i I, then, I think it, it's uh, it makes sense and it's uh, like it, it doesn't mean to be that okrs uh, need to be put everywhere like sales will always be kpi driven right or a key yes, result driven yeah. but you can put a more inspiring objective above the kpis because i said yep. kpis is like kr level Right. And this is very one-dimensional and sales is sometimes one-dimensional. Mm. But other key results where you, where you say a key result should be a product launch. A product launch is measurable. It's not an objective. Right. It can be a key result, right? Right. On 30th Absolutely. of June launch, uh, 10th of July, 1,000 clients. These are two very measurable key results uh, right. under a product launch. And that can be done with the help of different departments or with a project. And then it's rather a key result because mm -hmm. it's multi, multi-team uh, cross-functional. Right. KPIs historically are very, very one-dimensional. People one even don't work together and don't see that they have to work together. Mm, okay. And Constant, uh, so when did you actually found this uh, love for OKRs that you have now? Actually, and I... 
I didn't find love. I mean, when I was in Lazada, my second year in Lazada, the Singapore headquarter told us from one week to another, we have to change from KPI OKRs. No training, no change management, no why. Um, and just send us some slides and we hated it, honestly. I was in charge of CS and CX. Okay. So for CS is very KPI driven. So it was very hard to get in OKRs. It was very right. number driven, right? call ratios, uh, spending per per agent and stuff like that, right? right? So the way they did it in Lazada at the beginning, I really hated it, right? And then <laughs> later when I picked it up as Asia PMO on the consulting and I did it with the first clients then, yeah. with the knowledge I gained from Lazada not, how not to do it, I really yeah. started to see the point, yeah? That we really, because it's also a new topic, employee experience, right? right? That we really get everybody aligned towards a common goal. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty. So you, you can you can ask, if you do it very extreme, you can ask the cleaning lady in your company and say, yeah. I mean, the cleaning lady in SpaceX says, yeah, I clean here because we go to the Mars. Yeah, wow. she doesn't clean here because she cleans the, the corner. She cleans because the engineering team needs a clean environment to build a rocket to go to the Mars. That's a beautiful story, maybe a little bit extreme, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but absolutely. So that is actual true employee experience, actually, Karsten, what you just mentioned, even if the cleaning lady uh, knows about that objective, that this is what we want to do, which is super inspiring. So so whenever she goes to work every day, so she's just thinking about in, in her own way that I am somehow helping this team go to the Mars, right? Or build something that. And and I mean, that's what you need. I mean, when people ask you in a normal life, what are you doing? Mm. I mean, I work I work for the tenth bank in a country who has a KPI target, and you don't tell that your friends, and it's super boring. Nobody wants to listen to that, right? We want to be number one. We want to make ten million this year. But it's like, I work for a company who brings people to Mars. I work for a company who makes a cool app for that and that, right? right. I work for, for Unilever, who has the best washing powder, which all my friends are using, by the way, right? That's a cool story. Yeah, yeah that's but actually a story. In, mm. in KPIs, you lose track of that, because in KPIs, you only see your little part of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I get this now, why they are important. and. Uh, the one question that comes to my mind whenever, like, when I, whenever I read about OKRs, whenever we included OKRs in the product team as well, uh, that we would, uh, we we were told that put your goal as high that uh, the people can only achieve seventy or seventy-five percent of it. What's the thought behind that, custom? I mean, let's that the people only can achieve. I would not say. I would okay. say that the people realistically can achieve. Okay. 70%. Okay. I mean, only means that you really push them then harder. So for us, we say if you go from 70 to 100%, 30, 40% should be the maximum stretch. Yeah? It doesn't have to be only 40, but I'm not agreeing. And that's where SpaceX comes in. You don't put a 500 or a 10,000% stretch on your Mm -hmm. team. So that's a little bit a guideline because if you put a 10,000% stretch on your team, you're frustrating them. Mm-hmm. Elon Musk is saying since 15 years we go 2025 to Mars and we are not going 2025 to Mars. If we are lucky, we go to the moon. But it's already exciting, by the way. 
But the right. moon is maybe, what is the moon? 20% of Mars? I don't know how to measure that, right? <laughs> but, but it's a different it's a different mindset. But in normal companies, this super stretch, more than 40, 50% doesn't work because then you frustrate people. So right. if I ask you realistically by your calculations, what can you achieve? And the sales team, if we work like we work today, uh-huh. we achieve $70,000, then make it 100,000. Yeah? Okay, so it's they should not be super stretched. And if they have to be super stretched, because if we talk about a growth stage uh, company who are like having 100% growth or 300% growth, so how do they measure this OKR? Like, because they're stretching it out. So do they increase the team or do some different activities to stretch that goal? And doesn't and not frustrating the employees as well. Yeah, I mean that's a very important part you mentioned in the OKR planning. OKR OKR planning at the beginning is what the management wants with the feedback of the teams, what we achieve the next three months, and what the teams feedback with the current capacity what they can achieve, and what right. they can achieve are the seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if right. you say, I don't want to achieve 100, I want to achieve five, 600, then mm-hmm. you have to probably increase the capacity and the resources. Right. So that's how OKRs, so because you have been working on this, so this is the way uh, you increase that fi- uh, the growth level to not 100%, but to 500, 600, sure. increase the resources, do more marketing, like a lot of stuff that comes around. In growth stage, it's mostly about acquisition, right? So that's how... Uh, Okay, and uh... it's the same thing, sir. The same thing in very, very agile company who even a three months planning is is already too slow. If you (laughs) after one month come new objectives and key results, you have to either increase your team or you Mm. have to deprioritize one of the current OKRs. Remember, it's a promise at the beginning of the three months where I said, this is what we want to achieve. And mm-hmm. you, everybody is focused on that. OKR is focused. Now, suddenly you come with something else, which creates the focus, which is mm-hmm. dangerous because the less you focus, the less you finish. You right. know that from product, I guess. Yeah. Absolutely. And second, you are overstretching the, your your resources. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you 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 can then not finish anything at the end of the quarter. So oh, when, when, when an owner or somebody comes in the middle of the OKR quarter with a new idea, we are really having this discussion and not just mm-hmm. saying, cool idea, let's do it. Okay. So before we jump to the CS, one last thing uh, on, on this OKR. How, like if you have set a plan of three months, right? And like we are living in the agile world and sometimes you have to uh, change change it, change, change the plan or deprioritize something. Like you have put five objectives and you are prioritizing three right now and you uh, next month you review the OKRs again. So we can change them during that one month planning, right? I mean, I, I would add and the, I would add some prioritizations and depri. I would not completely change them. Our okay. advice is for three months, you should at least keep the objective stable. The key okay. results maybe can mm-hmm. change, but maybe not how you how you um, formulate the key results. Maybe the numbers can change. I mean, mm-hmm. if I see in three months I want to do one hundred thousand, and after mm-hmm. one month you have two dollar, it's completely right. unrealistic, and you burn your team. 
if after one month you have already $90,000, of course, I would increase it because otherwise, what does the team do the next two months? Absolutely. Right? So there, yeah. I would probably go a little bit with the values up and down. That's why mm -hmm. we have monthly or at least six weeks in the middle of the quarter, what we call stage gate review. Mm -hmm. But the objective, I would not touch. And I tell you why. Because you tell me we focus the next three months on these three to five things as a company right. leader. If right. you change it after one month, I get a feeling you don't have your management under control and you are not a good leader, honestly. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you cannot tell me what do we do the next 12 weeks, it's not such a long time. Right. If nothing drastic happened now mm -hmm. the next three months, right. I mean, then you are a very jumpy management and you drive me crazy, you know? I mean, every month you come with a new idea and I cannot finish my stuff. And that's where people maybe leave. Mm -hmm. So that's also important for like the trust that you build in employees, you should act actually like, you should know what you, you are doing, right? That's why you become a leader. Yeah. So that's why people follow you. Okay, and that's a very good point. So NK uh, uh, wanted to ask the question because he, <laughs> he, he yeah, always I've talks been, about how... I've, Go I've ahead, been, NK. I've been listening to Kasten like so far. So I think that's, that's great. Uh, uh, inspirational uh, customer sharing that. I think uh, I, I like one thing that the OKR has to be something that is inspirational, but it could not necessarily to be miserable, right? But where the KPIs needs to be miserable. So I like that idea. Now, Mike, I wanted to understand from your experience is to how these OKRs can help in driving the CX strategy of an organization uh, customer. Okay, so what is the beautiful thing which we found out about OKRs is you have three to five company OKRs, right? Mm -hmm. And the, the first two or three slots are all, always taken by sales, productivity, <laughs> you know, very, I mean, every founder and every CEO would tell you, yeah, we need a sales objective. We need a productivity objective. We need a, a market objective, you know, something which brings really money. And then right. when, we, when we still has, have two slots open, or we can also do six, seven. I mean, the five is just an indicator. I always ask, what do you do the next three months for your customer? And what do you do the next three months for your people? How we come to customer and employee experience, experience. objectives on mm -hmm. a company level. Right. And sometimes they forget it. They give me five very sales-driven ones and number-driven ones. And I say, Oof. So in the setup of OKRs in the five, I always try to remind my clients, let's put at least one where we improve the customer experience as an objective. And then we right. put key results below. Mm -hmm. You want to improve ratings. You want to improve a product. You want to improve um, the number of feedback. Yeah, and That's mm -hmm. where OKR helps a lot to blend that out. Because mm -hmm. CX is measurable. CXA is inspiring. So an objective right. is easy to find. Yeah. Right. Next three months, we want to understand our customer. Can be an objective. Very yeah. easy and simple. The key right. results are a certain amount of surveys, a certain amount of analysis. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then after that, the next three months is analysis or already implementation quick wins. Yeah. So the CX the cycle actually fits very nice in these three months. You can do everything in three months, or you can say the first three months is understanding and analysis. The next three months is implementation. The next three months is customer-centric culture. 
Yeah, these are very soft objectives. And then what's sometimes missing with CX department with the key results force you to make them very measurable. Mm -hmm. yeah? Money wise or feedback impact wise. Right. Great, great. great. Yeah, I like this one. Um, so just to relate this with, I think uh, just wanted to understand when you were in Lazada and you know managing this entire CX there. So like, and I, I, you have already shared that you didn't like the, you know, there was not things been changing. So can you share some learnings out of that? If, if, if somebody is setting up the OKR for a large enterprise customers, what, what should have been there and what, what you should, if you, if you now want to go back and change something, then what you would change? I mean, I would have hired Asia PMO director. Just kidding. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so the first thing is you have in this big companies three to four, five layers. So you speak about company OKRs, department OKRs, team OKRs. Right. Even sometimes individual, which we don't advise. Uh -huh. For us, OKR is a team approach, right? Um, now, the first problem is do you want to do all three layers in one quarter? We say no, we say maximum one or two layers. So we uh -huh. would say make three months first the company OKRs together right. with the C and the head level. So always go one level down in the workshop where you do the OKRs. So the C and the head level together is doing the company OKRs. And then they get the data from their team and they measure it and it's okay. And then after three months, this level is hopefully a fan of it and knows what to do. And then you roll it out to department level. And then another three months, you roll it out to team level. That's a very good change manager approach. Yeah. So I would not roll out three levels of company organization or even four levels in one quarter. Right. Because change management is a top-down approach from an implementation side. So you uh -huh. have to win first the leadership level, then you go to the mid-level next quarter, and then you go to the team level because these levels have to be facilitators. Yeah? The second thing we learned with some of our clients now is they have OKR champions. So people in the company who are very good between departments, maybe project uh -huh. managers who already work cross-functionally are fantastic right. OKR champions who can fast. It's a little bit almost like an agile, like a scrum master role. Uh -huh. It's not like a, role where you run behind people and say, uh, KR, why only 10%? That's more the team leader role, right? right? But they can facilitate these calls, the weekly uh -huh. tracking calls and the trainings and the workshops to say, okay, our spirit should be, if we talk about if achievements are too high or too low or not, not on spot, why they are there and how everybody can help this person or this team to achieve the KRs in the quarter. So it's a very agile helping spirit. And OKR okay. champions um, are also a very good thing we, we try to build up in our, so we are, of course, as a consulting company, first the external OKR champions, but right. after one or two quarters, we would like to hand over. And then we have internal OKR champions. Right. Okay. Yeah, I so, think, sorry, it's so good. Then yeah, one question on this, uh, NK, sorry. Um, like you mentioned about OKR starting from the uh, top, 
right? So let's suppose it's the other way around. Let's suppose you want to first drive this. Uh, so you have a goal. Like if it if it is not OKR, then there definitely will be a goal, right? Improve customer experience or employee experience, and then you have some key measures. So let's suppose it is starting with the CX, right? Like a small project. Can it be like uh, starting with that CX team? And then it, it gets rolled out to the whole company. Can it be like that as well? Like you mentioned before that CX can start like a project, a simple project. So can it start yeah. from there and then go up? Sure. I mean, as a, as a, as a, as a success case, right? Mm -hmm. So what you can do, CX and PMO are fantastic uh, starting points because they're already very centralized departments, right? right? right. So right. you already have the collaboration spirit from OKR inside. So right. I would not choose like a single team like sales marketing, CX, PMO is a great start. Or in mm -hmm. one of our client companies, they use the project. So we put OKR just on this project. Yeah, right. as part of okay. the project planning. Objectives mm -hmm. for the project, key results or what we call deliverables. That's the same right. actually. Key results, right. deliverable milestones. Yeah, very similar. And that is, that is good. So you run it for this team for three mm -hmm. months. And then they hopefully get fans and mm -hmm. somebody on this team can be maybe even OKR coaches later. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because OKR coaches should not be the top leaders. You don't want a scary CEO as your OKR coach. <laughs> you want somebody you, on your level, buddy scheme, right? So mm -hmm. that's, that's a very good start. CX team is great for that. Yeah? Okay, got it. And Go ahead, Enkino. Yeah, I think like one one thing here is that you talk about this OKR champions, right? So similarly, that you know when we drive the CX adoption in the organization, we also create CX champions, like who facilitate and you know uh, the other people and make sure that they they understand the objective. So in in your perspective, is this OKR champion and CX champion is the same role, or do you see a differentiation here? I mean, the OKR, OKR is a tool, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. OKR is not that we achieve OKRs, like we achieve CX, right. yeah? Mm -hmm. yeah? And so the OKR champion role is more a facilitator role, similar like the, like the scrum master, yeah? So you are facilitating the calls, you are facilitating the coordination between the departments to achieve certain objectives, yeah? A CX champion, and in Lazada, we call them CX ambassador, was one person per team, which really was like the evangelist of CX and reminding the teams all the time, hey, today we have a meeting, we spoke about sales, we spoke about profits, but we never spoke about a customer for one hour. Let's speak 10 minutes about a customer. What does this initiative help the customer? So right. CX ambassador or champion is a very evangelist role who wants to drive CX Mm -hmm. to as a topic the other one uh, okr champion is more facilitator of a tool or of a methodology got it so so i think in your one of the previous conversation you said about like you know cx team is kind of when you start like you know it say that okay this customer is not happy due to this product feature and even the sales process is not good you know there is a there is need in improvement so they start putting fingers, right? So, you know, just trying to find where is the gap. And sometimes, likely said that everybody does not like to listen the gaps, right? So how this uh, this OKR champion and, and the CX champion 
is able to reduce the friction within the organization so that like okr can be driven across the organization faster i mean that the, the the key underlying principle of okr and cx is data and measurable results yeah i mean people can like or not like anything if you have measurable results nobody can ask argue against you in a company right so if okr really helps the cross functional collaboration and achieve and also i mean it's not only about achieving okrs okr one thing we haven't mentioned is the transparency because mm -hmm. you should make all the level transparent that people knows where they are working for in the company and where the company stands for right that's also one thing to include people information wise yeah and the same on cx i mean if you have a cx uh, ambassador and a cx department and they more or less force you to listen to the customer and to make new initiatives you have to prove that initiatives make this leader more successful in a mid or a long run yeah that pleasing the customer helps i mean in lazada i can give you one example of course the sales was called in lazada commercial so we had a lot of commercial um like managers who were in charge of a category so i had one guy he was in charge of fashion and at the beginning we had a hard time because fashion has a lot of returns and the pictures were too too good to be true and the descriptions were not nice right and we had a little bit of hard time to convince him to to make the return policy easier and so on on but then after one year he understood so earlier he understood cx very well and he came to me and says Karsten, I want now the same return policy for shoes, for t-shirts, for everything. And it was his idea. It was not our idea. He was like, can you help me to get that through in the company? Can you help me to talk to legal? Can you help me to convince the CEO? Can right. you help me to get it on the webpage as a product? Can you help right. me that marketing blows it out as a campaign? Yeah. Uh -huh. So uh -huh. we, we, we came after a year of friction on a level to say he saw the value in CX. He say, oh, if I make the return policy the same for everything, I have more customers because we right. made a small project with him. And that's where you have to come. Yeah? Okay. So I'll, I, I want to summarize this conversation. Like I, I actually loved it. So if, if we talk about like how to bring CX into the company, the first can be start with a small project use objectives and key results to deliver it so that you can show value to people right once you have that success story you bring that as another one piece in the company wise okr where you mention okay now this is what we did and now this is what we want to do next right a small okr like improving employee experience for example or customer centricity a very very small project i would not say like the whole customer centricity but some parts of it we put those key measures and now those key measures because that cx part is also a part of the okr of the whole company can be the part of different teams now you have an, a small objective for the whole company and that objective you will create a subset of that in every or, or department different departments right so you yes. started small then you went to the company wise okr and then you went to the subset where everyone in the company is now involved with a very small objective 
is my understanding correct or my summarization yeah. correct and the beautiful thing is then you do that one quarter and people say yeah we all like to work for cx or after two three quarters and suddenly somebody decides or maybe they did it before cx is now a key strategy of the company so yeah. it will never disappear from the five objectives the mm -hmm. next 20 50 quarter we will just <laughs> rephrase it you know right. it's maybe you, you don't say that maybe sometimes you you make it there to stay but maybe one day you say and people will are not stupid they're like oh cx never goes away it's like sales it never goes away every every quarter we have a cx objective and right. then you have to admit it's a company strategy right but via OKR, you make it two, three quarters successful, first on team level, then on company level. Very beautiful that you say. If it's on company level and you ask, who is in charge of CX? And they will say everybody. And then ooh, we all have a sub-objective <laughs> in CX. Yeah. Ooh. This is absolutely <laughs> excellent stuff. I, I actually learned a lot today that how you link all these together and how you actually can drive customer centricity through this now everyone can be involved. This is actually a lovely conversation, Karsten. I actually learned a lot today. Yeah, great. I think like great experience of Lazada, I think, you know, as, as an as an PMO objective. So yeah, I think we really loved your uh, feedback today, Karsten. Yeah, great. And, and I, I have to say Lazada two years was a stint, was really right. good, despite what I said, it was amazing, right? Amazing experience there. And I really learned they helped me a lot to get into this agile startup thinking, which is a which is a banker before, honestly, I didn't have, right? right. <laughs> so I, I also had to pick up there a lot. That was amazing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think that that's yeah, all think, for yeah. Uh, just before we wrap up today's yeah. session, I think uh, I want to ask Kasten, is anything other sound bites you want to share with our listener uh, as a keynote? Like what would be uh, what would be something like that? I mean, in both topics, OKR and CX, don't be afraid. Just start them. If you are <laughs> convinced about the topics, as we said, start with one team and try right. them. Yeah. If you are Absolutely. convinced and you want to do it on company level, start with start with the top first. Get your leaders aligned. Get them be a fan of OKR and CX first. Right. Yeah. That's that's a little bit the, the key part, right? And uh -huh. both topics, the main difficulty is the change management. The yep. main difficulty, you can read the books, there's thousands of material, how to implement and what to implement the OKRCX is not so complicated. The uh -huh. change management part, the constant involvement of the people for ideas for objective key results, for customer-centric ideas, for right. having the drive to think about a customer, to talk to customer, yeah? um, even. That has to come from the people and that's change management. Right. That's, that's the main match. These are, these are easy topics, they appear easy. Yeah, Try it. If you wanna fully roll it out, start on top and really focus on the change management. Right. I think that will happen uh, once once you start doing it. Like that's why the CX teams are important because they are actually definitely there is one thing they are in charge of. Although the CX is the whole company thing, is understanding that voice of the customer data and presenting insights to those different teams so that they can uh, think about something, right? So that is yeah. one thing that should just keep on coming. Understanding that VOC part, if that keeps on coming, I think the 
new objectives and ideas will keep on coming if we are doing that. But with customer centricity, we go step one step ahead. The VOC part should come from everybody. You know, when we right. started focus groups in Lazada, I invited mm -hmm. always like six, seven manager from teams who never see clients, sales right. team, production teams, to sit in and observe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I said, everybody, I mean, the joke I made in Lazada was like, customer experience start with experience the customer. Right. <laughs> think about C-levels and heads and back office team who never see a customer. So mm -hmm. in a long run or in a mid run, you should also enable them not only to see data because data is sometimes boring, let's be very right. honest on that, but to really maybe bring Beam. them to customer. We, we, have, we brought in Lazada, it was amazing. It was an mm. idea from my CEO. We brought customers and partners to town halls to speak mm. in front of the people, you know? That's right, amazing. that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. yeah. So VOC also get the team interested. Involved. And mm. in e-commerce in, in e company, you can talk with your friends there all day. They are, they are customers anyway. So Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's easier to invite if we talk about uh, e-commerce for sure. Yeah, mm. I agree. So, I think uh, yeah. that's all for today, Carsten. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. You gave a different perspective to CX and how to drive actions using OKRs. I loved listening to it, learning from you. And I, I hope the same with our audience and also NK. So thanks a lot, everyone. Uh, we'll be back again next week with another so rocking CX thought leader. Till then, stay safe and good day. And have a good day to Karsten and NK. Very pleasure speaking with you guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. A lot. Okay.